Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. On our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, lead columnist for the Advocate Times, Picayune. Scott, I said 30 years for you. I don't know if that's in the neighborhood, but uh, if it's not, then we'll just kind of shave it a little bit. Uh, so Scott Ravelet, who covers the LSU Tigers. And uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. And the ride for LSU continues. Bob and I were just talking about it. Shakara Richardson now, the fastest woman in the world, winning the 100 meters. So, man, the, the pressure keeps mounting on Brian Kelly. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, it's just been it's been amazing. The it's been just this role that LSU and its permanent and former athletes are on. You know, we um, you saw um, um, Ken Skupski. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Neil Skupski, former LSU tennis player, won the doubles title at Wimbledon, and uh, Latana Stone, an LSU golfer, nearly won the U.S. Amateur, and then Shakari Richardson is doing this, and uh, of course you have Mondo Duplantis to come in the World Championships and. Uh, Javon uh, Harrison is uh, you know, the best uh, jumper in the world. Uh, he, he's uh, he's coming up, so uh, it's uh, it's it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Brian Kelly, yeah, you know, he's he is he is good naturedly addressed the the pressure, and he's like, I've, I've you know I asked him about it back at media days. He said, Yeah, you know, you got this. Is what you want? This is what I wanted when I came to LSU. The the expectations and and the ability to 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 win a national championship, but. Uh, yeah, the, the, there's high expectations this year for sure. So, uh, Bobby, yeah. so, so where do you think? Because uh, you know you open training camp, and it was like, oh no, uh, can our secondary um, pick up the pace, so to speak? Because in theory, uh, you know, you want your offense to be uh, your offense to be prolific, but you want your defense. You kind of want it at times to be fifty-fifty. Boy, but uh, uh, it seems kind of like uh, as of late. Boy, the cornerbacks and the DBs, and I think that's a good thing considering you're facing Florida State, that they have a little confidence going into that game and who's going to be in that mix in the different packages, uh, not only the two starting corners, but the nickel and all that and how they can utilize to uh, contain, you know, Florida State. So I think uh, looking at the, uh, or just what I've read in the scrimmage on Saturday that uh, good for the DBs. Because, uh, you know, uh, I think that's a good thing uh, overall for the program that that was the case. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're just, they're just kind of thin, you know, on uh, defensive backs. You know, they uh, they got Denver Harris back in practice. He had been away, you know, for personal reasons, Brian Kelly said. But obviously you figure some kind of disciplinary, this kind of, some kind of disciplinary issue. And then, um, you know, they have uh, – uh, J.K. Johnson, uh, a transfer from Ohio State, who had a lower leg fracture, 
and he's going to be out for a while, if not the entire season. Uh, he was injured earlier in uh, earlier in practice. So, um, but uh, and then uh, Sage Ryan, who has been playing safety but was playing quarterback cornerback in the scrimmage we saw Saturday, uh, got hurt. But the earliest reports are it's not a it's not a catastrophic kind of injury or something like that. Hopefully, he'll be able to return soon. He hurt his his uh, his shoulder. So, uh, but yeah, they, they, they've had some, some good, uh, they've had their moments. I mean, they're going up against an offense that's very good. I mean, a, 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 a skill group that's very, very talented. Malik Neighbors made second team preseason All-American today on the AP preseason All-American list. And uh, you have Mason Taylor tied in and, and, uh, and uh, Brian Thomas. And of course, uh, Jane Daniels uh, at all the SEC caliber quarterback throwing the ball to them. So they've had their moments, but you but you get uh, it's just pulling all the guys together. I mean, you have a guy named like Deuce Chestnut playing coming in playing cornerback. Uh, he was at Syracuse last year, and all that ACC guy. You have Zay Alexander coming from southeastern Louisiana. You have returning players like like Major Burns and Sage Ryan and uh, Greg Brooks, and, and you know you have some some youngsters coming up. Uh, uh, Ashton Stamps has gotten a lot of uh, love. Uh, you hear his teammates talking him up a lot at cornerback. This is to get them all together. And I think, you know, talent is one thing, but as, as we all know, chemistry is another major thing, especially in the secondary. You have to trust that that guy is going to have your back. And if you let that receiver go, you know, uh, pass you to the next level, then you got somebody towered him, uh, for example. And so that's that's a, a big deal with this team. And they're going to get tested right away. Obviously, uh, Jordan Travis uh, uh, is uh, from Florida State. The quarter, quarterback they're going to face in the opener is a is a tremendous tremendous player. You know, well, he's uh, uh, another ACC caliber player, and he's got a, a his top wide receiver is Johnny Wilson. So they're one of the best pass and catch combinations in the uh, in the ACC. So they're, they're going to be jumping right into the fire right away. So we'll see how good they are. But I, I think the, the the concerns over the secondary. Uh, being like a detriment. Is it the strength of the team at this point? No, I wouldn't say that. You know, I think the front seven is the strength of the team, the defensive line. But I don't think they're uh, a huge drag on the whole operation either. Yeah, they just got to stay healthy. You know how that is. Uh, you know, you could be snake bit if you have injuries, but if we can stay healthy, then I like LSU's chances. Um, now, Scott, when you look at like the depth at running back, uh, when you go eight deep and uh, who's going to step to the forefront? And a lot of times when you are younger, they're going to say, well, you're a good redshirt candidate. Uh, and you look, you're going to have to wait your turn. But um, based on what occurred Saturday, uh, Caleb Jackson and look what he, what he was able to do. I mean, it's almost like Rashid Shahi with the Saints. I don't know, his first two plays, he touched the ball. He scored a touchdown. He runs a jet sweep for about 40-some yards, and they throw a long about a 50, 60 yard or somewhere around there against the Cardinals touchdown. I'm like, well, I don't know. We got to get him the ball more than three times. I mean, what would you take on that? Because that's a, that's a crowded running back room, but that's a good problem to have. Scott, I told this to Bob. <laughs> uh, one freshman who ain't taking a red shirt year unless he gets injured is Caleb Jackson. Well, he, he was, he only touched the ball three times in the scrimmage. He only ran 43 plays. But he was he was electric. I mean, he he scored on an 18 yard run uh, off the left side, just sliding past. Very nice lateral moves and a good burst to the to the um, to the end zone. And then uh, later he caught. This was with the twos against the twos. You know, he was working with the number two offense, and then uh, caught a, a screen pass in the left flat from Garrett Nussmeyer. 
and just ran away from people. He, again, he made a couple of nice moves and was gone, 75 yards. And, um, yeah, they may, they may have something there. Like, obviously, we all know that that is a position where, as a freshman, you can come in and make a huge impact right away. Uh, running back's traditionally been that, that position. It's a very crowded room. Um, we did not see Josh Williams on Saturday. Uh, Noah Kane was the was the first running back uh, to, in fact, the very first play. They ran the ball, and he 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 carried the ball. He was the number one running back. We saw Logan Diggs. Um, you know, we uh, we didn't, didn't we saw a little uh, saw some of Trey Bradford. It, it, it's a it's a crowded room, and they're going to have a tough time playing all six guys. But I would imagine you, you could see you know three or four players out there. Like, is is anybody? Uh, Leonard Fournette is anybody Clyde edwards Elaire? No, they, they don't have that player. They got a bunch of B-list guys. But as I said, the movie Moneyball, maybe they can, uh, when they lost you know a bunch of star you know players, maybe they can recreate somebody like that in the aggregate. Maybe you can put together three or four guys to have a fifteen, sixteen hundred yard season and and give you the production that one guy could give you, uh, uh, one star can give you. And that, that's probably what they're going to have to do this year. I still think. Josh Williams, uh, assuming he comes back healthy at some point, is going to be the the main guy they want to go with at first. He, Josh can he can run for the tough yards, he can catch the ball, he can pass block. Uh, he's he's probably the most versatile running back they have. But but Caleb certainly turned some eyes on, on turned some heads on Saturday, and uh, and he certainly looked like he may have a couple of those 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 qualities the you know, the shiftiness the other running backs don't have. It's just that he doesn't have the experience. Now, uh, Scott, uh, is that the uh, same uh, along the lines of when, you know, you, know, you look at depth and uh, I brought up earlier, like in the secondary uh, with the cornerback, it seems like uh, that you can have safeties, uh, you know, play in like uh, a cornerback position like a Sage Ryan or whatever, however you described it at nickel, because you want your best DBs on, 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 the, on, the, on the field, whether they're a cornerback or a safety. But when you look at the offensive line, uh, I mean, my perception, and I'm thinking right now, well, if we just stay healthy, and, you know, you might say, well, what is healthy? I don't know. You can go five or six deep but and not have any bad luck on the offensive line. Now, I, I kind of like where we're at uh, with the first group offensive line. What's your take on that, uh, considering where we're at? Because, you know, you always want depth on the offensive line, but it seems like uh, that we're pretty stout and can hang, um, you know, with anybody if if we stay healthy up front. It's it's an excellent uh, it's a it's an excellent offensive line again if they can stay healthy. Yeah. Their their front line is very good. I mean, Will Campbell, you can make an argument that he might be the best player on the team, the starting left tackle, and Emory Jones at right tackle. These are guys who had you had to you had to throw in there as true freshmen last year, and you know they got a baptism by fire. But but now they're they're veteran veterans as only sophomores and that's a very good situation uh the center position has been a bit of a battle that they say but uh, charles turner remains to be uh, um that, that we have seen as the as the uh as the starter most of the time the marlon martinez has been uh uh, uh you know, someone to consider that position as well a couple of guys to watch mason lunsford a transfer from Maryland has emerged as a, as a kind of a backup guard spot. But I think it's still Garrett Dellinger's uh, position. And then one, one thing we saw Saturday, Lance Hurd, um, uh, a, a freshman, they moved uh, Emory Jones in, inside to right guard uh, well, briefly during the scrimmage. And Lance Hurd played uh, at right tackle. That was, that was a bit interesting. Emory was 
you know, really kind of more of a traditional guard when they came in. So I, I don't think that's that's a change they're going to make with a starting lineup or anything like that. But I do think that's maybe Lance Hurd, uh, you know, if he's doing that with the ones in a, in a major, you know, August scrimmage, that maybe he's someone they figure they can count on. But they need to stay healthy. They, they need some good luck there overall. Uh, to, to have uh, to have the kind of season they want on the offensive line. They can't afford a rash of injuries there, especially in those tackle spots. Scott, one of the things uh, when Coach O was there, he had problems with offensive line. Other than that championship 2019 season, it was always constant shuffling. And now you see Brian Kelly bringing in a bigger core of offensive linemen, a lot of guys out of state now. Been lucky the last couple of years – they produce some in Louisiana, a couple of three each year. But for me, I think the big difference is the stability at quarterback. Now, Joe Burrow gave him that for two years. But then after, before and after that, there was constant shuffle. Now you've got some stability here with a Jaden Daniels, with a Garrett Nussmeyer. You've gotten in some really good recruits that will be coming in. And along the offensive line, you can see the buildup here of what Brian is trying to showcase. We're going to build this offensive line too deep, and we're going to have stability at quarterback. And I think that eluded Coach O other than that 2018-2019 season. Well, I, I think it's very important. And they've got, a, they've got a lot of that on the offensive side of the ball. You have a lot of uh, starters returning I mean, you could say that um, they're they're only you know down a couple of starters from last year, like Keishon Butte, uh not coming back. Uh, maybe one one offensive lineman, um, uh, obviously returning the quarterback. It, 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 I, I always say this, and I try to temper these comments. It reminds me of going into the 2019 season in that you have a quarterback who transferred in, who had a year where there were a few ups and downs, and Joe Burrow had a few ups and downs early in the, in that 2018 season. And he got better as the year went along. And I think we saw that with Jaden Daniels. I'm not saying Jaden Daniels is Joe Burrow. I don't think he has to be Joe Burrow. But, but, I, but it does remind me of that similar situation. And you also have consistency, Mike, uh, in terms of the, uh, the, the, uh, the offense, who's calling the offense and the defense. LSU is one of three schools in the SEC that returns both coordinators uh, from last season, Mike Denbrock on offense and Matt House on defense. And so, so Jaden is now well-versed in the offense that they, that they have. Uh, that what they want him to do. Obviously, they, they, they want him to be a factor running the ball. He was LSU's leading rusher last year. I think they'd be happy if he wasn't the leading rusher this year. You know, but he certainly got better with his progressions and, 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 and hanging in the pocket. And, of course, that goes back to the offensive line that we're talking about. You know, does he have, you, know, you, you want to have faith in your offensive line to give you that extra, that extra second uh, you know, to throw the ball. Uh, and then going, going to Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, if you remember in 2019, it was it was Miles Brennan who was uh, who was Joe Burrow's backup. Hell, Miles Brennan was Danny Etling's backup in 2017. <laughs> Actually, it's hard to believe he was there that long. Um, but but Garrett has thrown more passes and more yards than Miles had. You could or you could say he has more experience than he had. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be happy if if you lost Jaden for a game, but you wouldn't feel like all was lost if you had to go with Garrett Nussmeyer in in a crucial SEC game. Uh, like at Ole Miss or, or uh, you know, uh, against, uh, against uh, Auburn or somebody like that or Florida. So I think it's a, it's a very enviable situation that LSU has overall with their offense in terms of players, in terms of experience, and in terms of 
you know, the, the, the guys calling the shots. And I think we're going to see more of the, the kind of offense that Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock run to run this year. They have multiple tight ends. Uh, is is also a thing, you know. You know that you know, we we obviously we saw Mason Taylor. He had a tremendous freshman season. This Camorian Pempton kid, this six six kid, I saw him go up for a pass just in a practice, you know, play. But he went up and high pointed a ball, you know, near the goal line, and he just went over the defensive back. If you throw it in the right place, he's going to get it, and the defensive back's not going to be able to get it. And and uh, he gives you an added dimension. They got a couple of guys who can can block on that touchdown run that I talked about that uh, Caleb had. They pulled two tight ends to the left side, and they used them as extra blockers there. And you, you saw, okay, this is a play we could see again during the regular season for sure. So uh, I, I think they have a lot of things that they want to have in an, in an offense for 2023 that they didn't quite have in 2022. Now, uh, you know, Scott, the question I have for you, and, and, and you're the expert, you got all the research on this, special teams. I mean, have you witnessed maybe uh, an inconsistent <laughs> you knew that was coming, special teams unit oh, like sure. last year? Because, I mean, where we were ranked considering all the schools, and it was like, what? That, that, that's like, uh, did, did we even, like, participate or compete? No, uh, and where are we at now? Because we do not have that. To, we don't need that to be a liability. You know, whether you got to make it because it come down to you got to make a critical field goal. You got to make an extra point. Uh, obviously, you can't lead a ball on the ground, whether in the return game, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about Aaron Anderson as far as a returner. But uh, isn't there just nowhere to go but up? I mean, our special teams, uh, they can't be. I don't know. You might investigate this, but I don't know if I've ever uh, witnessed the LSU special teams as inconsistent, as bad as it was last year. They wouldn't how to mess it up. <laughs> I will give them that. It was, uh, it, you, know, you, had, you hate to say, I hate to go with use the word disaster because they did win 10 games and won the SEC West. But right. it was about as close to a disaster as you could have. Uh, Jay Bramblett, the punter, uh, he said to us uh, the other day when he's in for interviews, he said, you could say that special teams contributed to all four losses that LSU had. You, know, you had the the early uh, you know the, the early special teams botch against Tennessee. Of course, we saw what happened to Florida State. That that uh, early uh, uh, you know Georgia had an early score. You know, just you, just, you can't give Georgia an early score. Maybe you know maybe they still don't beat Georgia. You know, probably not. But the, maybe it's a closer game. Um, I think there's reason for guarded optimism. Certainly, Brian Kelly has completely changed his approach. Brian Polian who came with him from Notre Dame, is gone. He had kicked him into an up, uh, uh, administrative position, and he left to be an athletic director his, at his alma mater in, uh, in Ohio, uh, John Carroll University. Uh, they made, uh, they're still a special teams coordinator. Uh, right now it's Bob Diaco, who they moved up from a defensive analyst because uh, Lindsay, the uh, defensive line coach, fell ill, and then they moved John Jancic to defensive line. So that's been a bit of an unsettling thing. But but while Diaco is defensive court, uh, special teams coordinator now in name, everybody's got a little piece of special teams. They've spread the duties throughout the staff instead of just uh, uh, focusing them on one specific coach, uh, coach last year. And so uh, clearly they, they decided to go with a different kind of organizational chart for special teams. I, I think guarded optimism – Aaron Anderson has got a lot of good reviews. He's uh, he's very uh, he's small, but he's he's fast and elusive. Sage Ryan said he was he was probably the toughest wide receiver to cover because he's kind of you know small in stature. He's like about five seven. Um, 
uh, Bramblett's back as the as the uh, punter, and he had a very solid year last year. Is he the best punter in the SEC? Maybe not, but he's he's certainly you know up there in the top top three or four. Um, I, I've seen just a little inconsistency. They, the last time we asked Brian Kelly, he had not said named a, a place kicker between Nathan Dybert and Damian Ramos. Um, going back to the spring game, I've seen some inconsistency there. Uh, it's not. Uh, Frankly, the the place kicking situation they had with with Kate York and then Cole Tracy before him or anything like that. Um, so it's uh, that's that's still a bit of a concern if if you ask me because as you said, Bobby, some game is going to come down to a kick. It's you know it's the SEC. The margins between the teams are, are too close. You're going to need to come through on special teams or at least not screw up. And right, so, at least not uh, screw up. That's your, and, and- and, and, and Scott, I wanted to ask you this, and I like this approach. It's not the first time uh, a school has done this. Uh, but uh, uh, you know what? Just because you're on the team, you might stay on the bench. That doesn't mean you're getting in the game. Oh, you're on kickoff coverage because uh, you made the roster. No. How about our best players play on all special teams? That's another thing. If you're a starter, and now you, you don't want to lose a starter uh, on injury on a special teams, but th- there's a reason why maybe they're the best players, and whether it's a coverage unit, whatever you're doing, I, I like that approach by Coach Kelly saying, you know, uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, names that you're familiar with that uh, it's on our coverage units or on special teams. That's right. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't think he, he's embracing the 12th man, uh, the 12th man uh, philosophy here. No, you're going to see a lot of starters on, on special teams for sure. Scott, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. I know we'll get you on before the start of the season, but I cannot remember a season opener with more hype than LSU-Florida State because the projections for both are so huge, and these two teams literally are teams that people talk about could be a Final Four team. Well, no, nationwide. It's, it's not just in the deep it's south. It's not just uh, here. It's no, all over. It ain't just uh, Tallahassee to Baton Rouge. No, it's all over the nation. Uh, 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 Scott, I don't know if there's a more important game to kick off the season. There isn't. It's the biggest game of that Labor Day weekend for sure. And the first time LSU's got a top ten opener since they beat Oregon in 2011. So, and we know what Let's it's hope it turns out the same way. I remember that game. <laughs> Honey Badger kicked the Oregon Ducks behind. I was there, and that I was in that number. That was awesome in Dallas. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, Scott. Thank you. All right, Scott Rabelais, lead writer. Man, and he's covered the LSU Tigers well over 25 years for the Advocate Times Picayune. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.